side of red or switch they die Rob of the dog who loud his motorbike Looking for legends on the sunset strip With a stone cold paranormal partnership Metro Town Rick tried to sell me some crack Listen to the podcast man and take that shit back It's a legends Podcast about Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Urban Legends, the podcast podcast about urban legends and blistering solo. Blistering. What you you do a few finger tapping there? Yeah. Wow, lovely. Uh, so this is finger tapping. Two finger tapping, two finger tapping, feet to tapping. Other things are tapping a fretboard as well. Oh, don't mind if I do. It's the 80s, it's a lot of... Pass pass the sauce. (laughs) Everything's wet, there's a lot of cocaine. That's my new catchphrase. (laughs) Pass the sauce, Simon. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, uh, yes, podcast... Indubitably, Trevor. There's mine. (laughs) Nice. It's the podcast about myths, legends, uh, aliens, conspiracies, all kinds of jazz... And it is the internet's largest by volume. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Chris Flynn, and the other voice which you heard is my bumbling sidekick. It's Mister Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How you doing? You've been um, you're thrashing bum- away there, bumbling along, bumbling yeah. along. So um, exciting news! You've just been to the laundrette, I believe. <laughs> really? Is this where we're going? Yeah, 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 I have. Yeah. So in oh, my yeah. so in my mind, I've got. You with the bag, like with a bag of stuff. Yep, one of them kind of nylon um, bags. Handles I, a bit too long, even though I'm like six two, it kind of drags along the ground. So I have to kind of wrap it around my thing. And, and you're six two, but you have got very long forearms. To be yeah, fair. I do have quite simian forearms and a stoop, a pronounced <laughs> stoop, <laughs> very pronounced. I yeah. mean, if they could straighten you up, they said you'd be about eight foot tall. Didn't they? Yeah, well, I'm the tallest <laughs> man in the world. <laughs> they get, if you won't make an effort. Guinness Book of Records uninterested. If they've only gone to finishing school. Oh, um, I'd have been the greatest base, basketball player. What? Basketball? <laughs> you say like, basketball. I say basketball. Like that um, film which Trey Stone and Matt Parker did. Oh, yeah, that was amusing. I liked it when they pretended they had really big penises. <laughs> <laughs> That's a kind of yeah. satire I like. Yes, I don't know. I've not seen South Park for about twenty years, so I've no, got no, no, no opinion. Them, I know it's still very popular. Well, um, like, they, they, to them. they sort of did so well that they ended up buying Comedy Central, didn't they? Yeah, so I've heard they they do kind of run it. Mind you, I think it's one of those things where it's a bit like a lot, well, a lot of those channels that were big back when cable was around, or so it seems, have just mm. kind of like they're really struggling to sort of pay the bills these days. But the History Channel is just all like. Aliens and Nazis now, isn't it? I think listeners know our feelings about the brilliant History Channel. It's just a shame, I feel. But Why? Um... It's great. It's great no, for people like us. It. I'm loving it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, back to the laundrette. So, yeah, okay, if we must. 
So I was, I thought you'd have one of those um, sort of bags on wheels that old people have, but you're saying that you it was a carrying bag. Give it another, give it another five or ten years. No, this is just it's like a cheap one I bought from the market. Um, and and so you had you had your little uh, cassette player that you put on top of the washing machine and started playing. I heard it through the grapevine, didn't you? Like that Levi's advert, yeah. And then yeah. started t- taking all your clothes off. Yes. And the women were all getting hot and bothered. Is that what, that's bothered, what I'm imagining? Bothered, bothered definitely. I don't know. It's not quite a hot day, so I'm sure they were probably quite hot. Um, I mean, I probably they were very bothered. I probably shouldn't have worn those pants with the skid marks. I think that, you know, the tighty whites with the, um, I mean, they display everything unflattering. Well, so, so. Yeah, especially with your. But you know, ma- I was doing mainly, a wash, wasn't I? I'd... Mainly gravy diet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> gravy but, and stout. <laughs> even even a even flatulence is a risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, not getting any younger. No, um, or much older, presumably. <laughs> Carry on. Like this. <laughs> um, so you put all your stuff in your Levi shrink fits, presumably they were in there, and then yep. Um, what did you do? Like sit oh, back. My, and... my balls, it's like cling film. <laughs> Skinny <laughs> jeans on, well wrapped. Um, and what did you? Do? What did you do to kind of t- like sit back and read a copy of the face or something like that? No, no, they were they have a little TV at the top and they'll play like an episode of Bergerac or EastEnders Ooh. or something. EastEnders. Um, I assume it's like just tuned forever to UK Gold or something or whatever the equivalent is these days. So I just sat and looked at that. Because I've been to a laundrette with you before, I think, and I can't remember the reason, but um... <laughs> yeah, just say something needed cleaning up. Yeah, leave it at that. <laughs> um, you normally take a book with you, don't you? Yeah, no, I'd have a book on my phone as well. Sorry, I'm not being entirely serious about this situation. But... Yes, you were. Yeah, no, this is you... all incredibly true. What yeah. are you reading at the moment, Neil? What was I reading? I was, um, so there was a book called Sea State by, I think his name was Tabitha Lasley. She went up to um, interview drillers, offshore drillers in Aberdeen and ended up having an affair with one of them. All right. There you go. So, it, so it's cool. not, very, not a very amusing answer, but uh, it, was, it was a true one. Oh, okay. Um, any good? I've been reading the Scarlet Pimpernel as well, just recently. Have you? Yeah. Don't ask me why. I decided to um, download. Um, I think it was one of those free ones. Right. What's um, it? What does stop with Scarlet Pimpernel? He's a thief, is he? No. Have you not heard it? So you. Um, oh, so he's he, the one he goes who over to France rescues... And rescues the aristocrats. Yeah, it's what the so the Carry On film. Carry on, don't lose your head. Is based on the story of the Scarlet Pimpernel, Scarlet I believe, Pimpernel, yeah. which is where I know all of my literature from the different yeah. Carry On films. Because I think she was the lady wrote it, Baroness Augsky or something. I'm pronouncing mm. that completely wrong. Apologies to our Hungarian listeners. Um, she, uh, yeah, I think she. No, we was haven't like, got any. No, well, fine then. Um, or anyone who can who can speak Hungarian. Um, and yeah, so she, I think she was like a, and I'm not quite sure what, like a disposed aristocrat or whatever. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's all about, like, this English guy who uh, rescues people. I'll tell you what, though, I didn't see the twist at the end coming. What was that? It, it, uh, it, it all, it all centres around some violent anti-Semitism. So uh, he, dis- he disguises himself as a Jewish person, and then he's like, yeah. don't worry, I knew those French who hate the Jews like anything wouldn't come within two feet of a Jewish ones. And that's how the whole thing resolves itself. So the, the carry-on, so, yeah. so the carry-on... Carry-on films are probably more politically correct. It's more politically version correct, version. correct, where he, yeah. but I think Sid James is the black fingernail in some of the oh, Scarlet right. Pimpernel. I hope yeah. it doesn't. That's not him in blackface. I hope. No, it's uh, oh, like good. he he leaves like 
notes of like a hand with like one of the fingernails, fingernails done black. Like, yeah. 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 And he plays like re- a really kind of effeminate um, sort of upper class person. That sort of dandy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's actually like swashbuckling South African <laughs> hairdresser. Well, that's what this whole thing is, is because like, you know, for some reason, it's a bit like you read in Sherlock Holmes and stuff where they can disguise themselves like, yeah. with supernatural ability is the only way you can put it. We're all just like, you know, and, and this whole cover story is, is that he pretends to be this like loose idiot, mm-hmm. he's, like rich, um, and, and he's a moron, everyone thinks. Even his own wife is fooled, and then she suddenly realises the Scarlet Pimpernel and she falls in love with him all over again because um, she was so fooled by his act of just being like some rich. Do you think Boris Johnson's secretly like a... But like SAS man, yeah, because <laughs> that'd be a fucking convincing cover, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he'd be selling it, selling he, being a completely impervious idiot if he is. Uh, yeah, I mean, the right it, shade of arrogance and thinking he's cleverer than he is. Yeah, if it was, uh, if it turned out that it was all, it was all a ruse, and yeah, then well, well done. That'd be a well hell done. of a twist, wouldn't it? Yep, I mean, he might use that to try and get back into politics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was only joking. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be any more outlandish than the shit he's kind of with. <laughs> and I do know, I think they did. But yeah, no, so that's... Um, and yeah, apparently it was the first first one of those things where everyone got influenced by it in comic books and stuff because it was the first kind of like alter ego origin story thing. So Zorro right. and all of that kind of ripped it off afterwards and then it's kind of... Yeah, because Arsene Lupin does it as well, doesn't it? But that was kind of um, quite quite obvious kind of rip-off of sort of Sherlock Holmes, but the opposite, he's the criminal. But yeah. he does loads of disguises and yeah, stuff Yeah, because Sherlock Holmes well. would do that. He'd, he'd disguise himself as like some like East End char lady or some fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the... Blood? And then this filthy, angry creature walks in. But then what am I saying? My God, it's you, Holmes. Can I have your washing, please? Um, can I have your washing, please, Dr. Watson? No, get out of here, woman. I'm waiting for Sherlock Holmes. Um, well, I think you might be surprised Holmes. who's here. <laughs> Suddenly playing the violin. And, this child. Damn your eyes, Holmes. Egad, <laughs> sir. I mean, it doesn't make me think that Holmes was brilliant disguise. It just makes me think that Watson had tertiary syphilis. You know what I mean? It's like really fucking loose. They all did, didn't they? He was in the yeah. army, wasn't he? So. Well, exactly, yeah. Mm. They all had a bit of a they all had dose. Lovely. Uh, enough of that, I suspect. Enough of that. Right. So, Neil, uh, this week, so last Ooh. week we did the moon, la- the moon landings. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, um, which was uh, quite sensible, wasn't it? Quite a sensible one. Excellence, so, you know. Yeah. So this week we're going to look at a myth from the Philippines, um, and it's right. and it's and it's very famous out there, super famous. Um, but it's still going on now. There's still sightings and stuff now. You saw videos and stuff coming out on the internet of these mm. creatures. Uh, so there's evidence. Is, this is promising. Yeah, yeah. There's good. There's evidence. So I see you're sort of evading that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it is the, and I've forgotten how to pronounce it already. Uh, <laughs> we Mananangal. Mananangal. So uh, is that not like Thai basil or something? What Thai basil could be? Yeah. Could be. Maybe they're the same thing. So uh, to start with, I'm going to go through Wikipedia, and then I'm going to go through. A listicle about, about some, with some amazing facts, but then I'm going to go through a recent sighting and police report. 
So nice. I'm just going to, before you start, Chris, I'm just going to, because I think I've heard of this creature before. Usually for me, very rarely do I have ever heard that of these rare. legends. But I'm sure I've seen, because I think it's been in some B-movie or something. Okay. So what, how I can describe it is that I think it would be, it was almost like a vampire thing. But what would yeah. happen is, is that the, when it became like haunted or whatever, it would rip, like the head would come out of the body. All right. Trailing the spinal column. And then go okay. and like suck people's blood and stuff like that. Be floating around with some like detachable floating heads. No effects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was one of these things. But uh, so yeah. Hey Neil, there's only one way to find out, and that's for us to dive, dive in. in. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so the Manamangal is a mythical creature in the Philippines that's able to separate its upper torso. From the lower part of its body. Mm, there you go. So not the head, the entire upper torso, by the sounds of it. Uh, their Maybe fang... this one just was doing an exceptionally strong one and sort of left a bit of the upper torso. Or had really, really weak neck yeah, muscles. Ah. Um, so their fangs and wings give them a vampire-like appearance. And just to say that its gender is male or female. Mm. So the Mananangal is described as scary... Often yeah. hideous. Flying torso would be pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Uh, and usually depicted as female and always capable of severing its upper torso and sprouting huge bat-like wings to fly into the night in search of victims. So the wings, it appears only, it's only when it splits off. Splits off, yeah. You can, like, dock and, and redock. That's quite <laughs> handy, isn't it? Yeah. You want to go out in the town light. You don't want, yeah. to, you don't want to be bringing the legs along. I just, I just fly. Well, the thing is, you don't want to have wings when you like doing your shop or whatever, because it's yeah. not, you know, it's well, it, it would draw unwanted attention, I would imagine. But well, you do the nine to five. Obviously, you want to have your, you know, your yeah. lower torso all intact. You know, <laughs> don't be scaring people by the water cooler. But when it's time to sort of chill out, some me get, time, get a bit of drink, drink, yeah. <laughs> have a little why drinky. Not? Why, why not? Do you think that it's actually just um, an allegory for alcoholics? <laughs> Could well be. I believe well Filipinos be. like a, a cheeky booze. I think, most, I think most people do. Well, that's true. But no, <laughs> you know when they have those sort of world shots. I could be completely wrong about this. Apologies. Are they quite, they're quite high up, are they? I mean, let's face it, we're sort of, you know, UK-stroke well. Irish, so we're all fairly, fairly we're, we're, you know, we're, we're U- European spots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the word Mananangal comes from the Tagalog word tangal which means to remove or separate which literally translates as remover or separator in this case one who separates itself the name it's never good when you translate these things is it doesn't sound as exciting the etymology stuff is always a little bit of a damp squib to be honest but you know it's important that the separators because it might come it might come up in their exams yeah, well, if they're you know studying Tagalog, yeah, which it's important. Presumably, so. they are. I mean, that was that was that was when I failed my classical Latin, Chris. Couldn't remember the names of mythical creatures. You idiot! Oh, I knew it was coming as well. I know. And myself to blame. I just wrote them all on my forearm. Yeah, um, which is actually what I did for the uh, because I thought it was pointless and parrot fashion when I did my science GCSEs, which I. Did well in got double A, hmm. um, but we but you had to learn the 
chemical equation for photosynthesis, like verbatim. And I was like, well, this, why? And so I just wrote it on the side of a pencil. Lovely. Two points. Yeah, nice. That's the only, that was the only cheating I did in the exams. Um, but they're invalid there. They are. But fortunately, no one looks at GCSE's results. No, couldn't give a shit. <laughs> top top tip for any teenage listeners. I ain't going to fucking matter 10 years down the line. So, um, you know, just be keen. Be keen. Yeah. Work Try hard. Hustle. Yeah, keep your nose clean. Grind. grind. Get up and grind. Yeah. Uh, the name also uh, originates from an expression used for a simple torso. So the Mananangal is said to favour preying on sleeping pregnant women. Oh, dear. Using an elongated proboscis-like tongue that sucks the hearts of the fetus. Mm, mm, mm. I must confess, I'm preferring, you know, traditional vampires more and more. Yeah, you're going against them now. Mind you, Dra- Dracula, um, or what's his face, the original um, in that novel, he was not He was no prize, was he? Wasn't he? What, that kind the... of Nosferatu type. Oh, know, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that before the, I, think, got, I think it was with, you know, the hammer they got stuff, so they made him into sexy vampires. Mm. Which is just now making me think about that uh, snuff box sketch. Is it Christopher oh. Lee doing a porno? And he's literally dressed as a vampire, yeah. It's kind of like, oh, or a corporation in exchange for a pizza. What does it like to see? Fucking hell, man, he's supposed to be making a comedy. He's going to shit herself. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? I am Christopher Lee. It's, yeah, anyway. Anyone who hasn't seen that, probably look at it on YouTube. Hilarious sketch. Matt Berry's Christopher Lee doing a porno. It's very funny. Um, right. So uh, it sucks the hearts of the fetus or the blood of someone who's sleeping. So if you can't find a pregnant lady, then it will, the normal normal vampiric rules will apply. So I'm, I'm guessing this is around kind of like, yeah, you know, people's anxiety when pregnant because obviously, still, you know. Stillborn and stuff, yeah. Exactly, yeah. You know, things that could go wrong and what have you or just, you know, any kind of like, yeah. Neil. Wow, I... that was a bold interpretation. Yeah, that was oh, <laughs> What you've done there, Neil, is added to it. You've, right, you've cut right to the point, haven't you? Just brilliant. You insightful fellow. The way yeah. that you the way that you take us by the hand and lead us through the looking yeah. glass is really something to behold. Thanks, thanks for revealing Neil. that subtext. Wowzers. Oh man. Yeah. That's what I'm well, right. I might need a little lie down now. Yeah. Blows your mind, haven't I? You've, 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 you've shifted... Peel back the onion of this. You've shifted reality for me. <laughs> so, Neil, it also, I should warn you, it also haunts newlyweds or couples in love and sometimes a newborn child. You're a newlywed, of course, aren't you? So... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You and your pillow wife. see where this is going. I'm all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> recently got married. <laughs> this is going to end well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, mean, I feel I'm probably not going to get manangan-angan-angled. Up too too heavily, right? Is that why you've chosen your lifestyle? Yeah, I was just right. just a real terror of banana. <laughs> thing I can't even pronounce. Managanangalophobia. So, uh, so uh, due to being left at the altar, grooms to be are one of its main targets. It's got quite a lot of targets. So, hang on a minute. Yeah, it's it's, it's got a broad palette, hasn't it? It's, so, fet- fetuses, anyone sleeping. Newlyweds, couples, newly couples in love, newborn um, children, or people who have been jilted at the altar. I was say jilted at the altar. Specifically. Well, it doesn't say that, but that's what I'm interpreting. Yeah, that's the that as well. Yeah. 
So um, the severed lower torso is left standing and uh, yeah. is the more vulnerable of the two halves, unsurprisingly. Yeah, because what's the, what's the lower half getting up to while the upper half's out having fun? Having a sit down. Yeah. Having a nice rest. Yeah. Feet up. Still literally getting my feet up. <laughs> having one of those um, fish pedicures. Um, oh, nice. So, sprinkling salt, smearing crushed garlic or ash on the top of the sanding torso is fatal to the creature. So that's a that's a that's a bug, not a not a feature. I now seriously want to see one of these movies. Don't even want to sprinkle salt over a lower torso. <laughs> Some really bad compositing effects. So the upper torso would then not be able to rejoin itself and would perish by sunrise. Ah, so they've got to get back and get reattached before the sun comes up. Yeah, because they've got to get into the office. Yeah. So the job, and you might as well be dead at that point. Oh yeah, like we're all two paychecks away from being on the street, aren't we? That's what people forget. Um, and there's no chance of help. Not these days. Not after austerity. Helps for um, a week, Chris. <laughs> got to weed out to make more room. Pain for... is just pain is just weakness exiting the body. We're going to get through this together. I think I heard a, a variation of that from Rishi Sunak recently. Look, yeah, we're just going to ride through the storm here. Yeah, well, I'm going to be in my twelve million pound mansion. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be struggling with your mortgage, but don't worry, we're all you know. To be fair, he he does get all of his sound bites from No Fear T-shirts from the nineties. So. <laughs> Um, so, the myth of the Manangal is popular in the Visayan region of the Philippines, especially in the western province of Capiz, oh no, Capiz, uh, Iolio, Bohol, and Antique. It's nice, isn't it? There you go. There are varying accounts of the features of the Manangal, like vampires, Visayan folklore creatures, and aswangs. Mananangals are also said to abhor garlic, salt, and the holy water. Well, what it is with garlic and vampires or vampire-like things? I don't know. I really like garlic. Yeah, I love garlic. Everyone likes garlic, though. I mean, for coriander, you might. You know I, I didn't mean? like People it when I was a kid. On that. Well, I, I like remember, it. I love it now. And I don't but... want to get too. Um, oh, there we go. Vegas, but whatever, whatever his name is. Like we had first had garlic bread when I was about sort of like nine or something. Yeah, because it was you know Peter K. It's Peter Kay, yeah, he has a famous bit on it, doesn't he? Um, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of like, yeah, no, I've liked it ever since. And that was probably like really kind of, rather, it, it would have either been really fake garlic bread or kind of like actually probably quite nice. But um, Binder's garlic, garlic style bread. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, was, oh my God, I was watching, have you ever seen on YouTube, there's like a, um, they do three levels of cooking, like a recipe. There's like an expert chef, there's someone mm. who's like a proficient home cook, and then there's like the enthusiastic amateur. And they were doing garlic bread, and you'd think, oh, you know, they'll just, uh, like, if I was like the amateur, you know, just crush up some garlic with some butter, just spread it on and just toast it, yeah? Yeah. It's not that hard, is it? No, mm. no, 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 no. Um, mayo. Ugh. Garlic powder. Mm. And I onion mean, salt. What's that? And onion salt, I think, was the other Ugh. thing. Or they might have had some paprika or something. Why like mayo? I hate mayo. And also, it's not... Because it melts it. It's, it's just fat, basically, isn't it? But yeah, it, but it's um... not an ingredient. Like, I mean, if I was doing garlic breads... Oh, you did it in an air fryer, I believe. But it might be tasty. I don't know. I don't I'll eat any old rubbish. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just <laughs> butter, butter and garlic, surely. Well, I mean, why? like... It's or, not hard, is it? Or olive oil. Olive oil well, and yeah, garlic. Olive oil, olive oil in a bit of garlic. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Cooking tips by Urban Legends. <laughs> 
Um, really, I see something low effort and think, fucking hell, that's too lazy even for me. That's too low yeah. effort. <laughs> so, um, where were we? Um, so, it boils garlic, salt, and the holy water. I mean, holy water, yeah, I, get, I see that. Uh, they were also I mean, known... the monsters. They're all they're all, you know, presumably um, Christians, aren't they, or Catholics, or, or in that or in that universe, that, that well, shared Philippines universe. Is, Philippines is a very Catholic country hmm. because it was because the uh, Spanish were in, took oh, yeah, over the nice I the, the Chinese hopping vampires probably aren't bothered about. Um, couldn't give a shit. Couldn't give a toss about like crucifixes. They drink. They they holy water. They drink it while maintaining eye contact. Yeah. And then hop away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, folklore of similar creatures can be found in the neighbouring na- nations of Indonesia and Malaysia. The province of Capiz is subject or focus of many of the Mananangal stories, as with the stories of other type of mythical creatures, such as ghosts, goblins, and ghouls. Mm-hmm. Generally referred to as aswangs. Sightings are purported here, and certain local folk are said to believe in their existence despite modernization. The <clears throat> Manangal share some of the features with the vampires of Balkan folklore, such as dislike of garlic salt and vulnerability to sunlight. Hmm? So, historical accounts. Oh, before I do historical accounts, Neil, mm. can I just say, hurt me. I'm feeling good energy in the room tonight. Nice to know. Good. Have you? Yeah. No, fair enough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh We're on fire. Get the sample on. The seven, so historical accounts. So this is in quotation. So I'm going to do it in a voice. Okay. The seventh was called the... Magtatangal, and his purpose was to show himself at night to many persons without his head or entrails. In such wise the devil walked about and carried, or pretended to carry, his head to different places, and in the morning returned to his body, remaining, as before, alive. This seems to me to be a fable, although the natives affirm that they have seen it, because the devil probably caused them so to believe. This occurred in the Catagunes. And that's from Friar Juan de Placencia in the Customs of Tagalogs in 1589. Well, you know, I mean, imagine these are silly villagers. They're thinking they're seeing all of this kind of, you know, vampires knocking around. No, it's clearly the devil. Yep. Making you perceive these things. So we've got Rational another one. explanation. Got another one from a friar here. Got mm. a lot of friar input into the legend. So that's well, we're probably out doing a bit of the old. Um, what should we call it? Friaring, conversioning, and whatever. A bit of conversioning, missionary work. So, Brujo uh, Magantal, the I'm not going to read that all in Spanish. I'll read it in English, or I can read it in Spanish. I've been learning a bit of Spanish in my Duolingo's. Oh, up to you. Me gusta uh, if you do. What's that? Me gusta, okay. Me gusta. Uh, dicen que velera y como carne humana, pero uh, curano levanta 
el vuelo no iba más que el medio, medio uh, cuerpo y por eso se llama uh, es uh, porque es de tangal que es esencial y el tal esencial la mitad del cupro y ese uh, lleva consigo de uh, ya dos en casa el otro medio. So, uh, I would like to apologize to our regular listener in Barcelona for that. <laughs> yes, so, you'll, have, you'll have noticed he was using more the uh, Castilian. I was using the Galician pronunciation accents. for it. Yeah. Um, because that's what, you know, because I'm going to a Coruña, so I wanted Fair to... Yeah, if that if that was that was what I was doing, definitely. What did that um, What did that translate to in English? Well, I mean, I don't need to tell you, Neil, being a, a language no, man. True, but the listeners might not speak Spanish, might not. What are you doing? You having a little snacky poos? Yeah, I'm having a, a southern fried chicken bar. <laughs> what? <laughs> what one? What one of those fridge raiders? No, it's from the co-op. Co-op. That. All right. We'd, we'd, we'd to do that during a recording, but, you know. <laughs> I'll do me, thank you. So, uh, in English, it is... Uh, Matangal, a witch. They say that it flies and eats human flesh, but when it flies, it only has half its body, and that's why it's called Tangal, because it's tangible, can be disengaged, and it dislodges half its body, and it carries other means at home. And that's from... Uh, Friar Domingos de los Santos in the vocabulario de Legua Tagia from 1703. Mm. So they're kind of like spooky transformers, aren't they? They are oh. like, so I was thinking that. Mm. Very much so. So um, now I'm going to go to Thought Catalog, um, which is a website apparently, uh, and I'm going to give some facts. Um, nice. Because that really, I mean, that gave us a very, very strong historical foundation and grounding. I, we have, I feel. you know, we can really build on this. So let's have a look. 17 facts about the Manangal, a vampiric cannibalistic woman. This is by January Nelson mm. from May 14th, 2021. So the Manangal is a vicious vampire-like mythical creature that originates in the Philippines. It's man-eating and blood-sucking. The Manangal looks like a disgusting, hideous woman. It has the ability judge to sever its upper... Yeah, I know, like judge, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's upper tell you what, put, put your hair down, take the glasses off, a little bit of slap. <laughs> exactly, you'll be the belle of the, yeah. the bull. <laughs> you'll be a homecoming queen. Uh, it's lower talk, so it's, as we said, it's a, a blah, 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 blah. Its ability to sever its upper torso from its lower torso and sprout huge wings that resemble uh, bat wings, which it used to fly through the sky and search for its next victim. And when its upper torso lifts on the ground with the connected wings, its intestines trail behind. Nice. So it doesn't, so like it's... I mean, it's a look. Yeah. So it's like it kind of rips itself apart rather than yeah. kind of, like just kind of pops off. Yeah, it doesn't neatly separate in sort of two. No. I mean, it, it's in, you know, 
evolution's interesting, isn't it? So uh, it primarily preys on pregnant women, so we know that. Yeah. When it chooses to prey on men, it can appear to them as a beautiful woman. What, oh, man, there could, you go. what man could resist. Indeed. Uh, it will lure men to a private place mm. and then eat them alive, feasting on their stomachs, hearts, and livers. The hunter's cut. Nice. So it can only be killed when sunlight hits its separated torso, which is different to what we heard earlier. Uh, and the best way to destroy it is wait until the upper torso separates from the lower torso because the lower torso will remain motionless and vulnerable. So it doesn't walk around or anything else, it's just there. No, just so I'm getting to a broom closet or something so it doesn't get found, I suppose. Yeah, and then it's, you know, your, your salt, your garlic. Well, the salt, know. as I recall correctly, that was to stop it being able to reattach. Yes. So that's then, what you, by the time sunlight comes around, that's, it's So that's what you've got to do, yeah. You've yeah. got to stop it reattaching. You I put, mean, the other thing you could do, presumably, is carry the uh, the legs out into the sun. Yeah, well, not at night. But then you be chased around by a man and angle. Yeah, and, you know, if it's a beautiful woman, you're just mm. going to, if they say, can I have my legs back, you're just going to do it, aren't you? If you're, like, if you're if you're if you lads like us and you didn't get a lot of attention at school, you know you're going to do what you have to, aren't you? Well, this is true, <laughs> suckers. Um, so then, yeah, you've got your salt, your garlic, diced carrots, yeah, bit bit of celery, yeah, uh, onions, diced carrot, bit of celery, so onions, classic mirepoix, yeah, yeah, just stir it in. Um, so. In addition to being vulnerable... Yeah, then you've got a base, you can make all sorts of sauces. Yeah. yeah so in, in addition to being vulnerable to a to a basic sauce base, the Manangal also avoids daggers, so as do we all, lights, vinegar, and the tales of stingrays. <laughs> so maybe what? Steve Irwin was a Manangal. <laughs> We didn't... Have, well, no, I mean, very much the contrary, wasn't it? He didn't avoid a stingray tail, sadly. No, but he should have. Well, he should have been a man, man and angle. I'm, I'm never going to get to grips with this. No, you're doing um, all right, mate. Don't, don't put yourself down. But, uh, yeah, if only he had been, he would have uh, came out. Okay, so now we're getting... now we're getting. And his lower half would have been wearing those little shorts he used to wear, wouldn't they? Yeah, so with the ball popping out one side. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> did you ever see that Bob Mortimer did that? The well, he croc, was doing um, the crock botherer. He did originally, but then yeah. Steve Irwin died, so he changed it to Ray Mears. Oh, he changed it to Ray Mears. Yeah, no, I did yeah. see the one where he kept there and a little one sneaking out of. <laughs> so uh, here we go. We're going to get into some slightly more crazy ones here. Not that it hasn't been crazy, but some people... say it's been it's been fairly. <laughs> no, it's been straight oh, down yeah. the middle so far. Yeah. Uh, some people believe. A black chick lives inside the Mananangal, and the chick eats the innards of its host while keeping them alive. <laughs> so like a tiny chicken? Yeah. Just a, a keep inside the Mananangal. So it's... The Mananangal is basically like someone, you know, like the kid at school who bullies people because his dad bullies him at home. Yeah. It's kind of like that. So it's got a chicken that's keeping it alive, but eating it inside, and then it goes out and... And it starts spreading it around. Yeah. What's the chicken's motivation in all this, I wonder? Just a, just a bastard. Found out about Chicken McNuggets and decided to take revenge on all main talent. <laughs> Who can blame it? Hurt, hurt chickens, hurt chickens, that's what exactly. I've heard. Yeah. Um, 
Others believe that you can turn yourself into a Mananangal by chanting a special incantation, anointing yourself with oil and procuring an egg that contains a black chick. I believe that's what Prince Charles was doing when he put that box around him. Yeah. yeah that's exactly <laughs> I, wonder, I wondered why, um, why that headless torso kept flying around the church at that point. Yeah. I was lulled it, by the that BBC was, that commentary when, into thinking it was... That wrong. was when they kept cutting to uh, Ant from Ant and Deck doing the weird thing where he kept smiling. It's because yeah. Prince Charles was floating, flying around. Penny Morden with her sword antics, yeah. <laughs> well, that was just, that was to keep him in check, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, just in case. <laughs> I've got your, so, got your lower torso down there, so you better, yeah. better keep it in check. Uh, so the Mananangal are commonly accompanied by the tick-tick bird. Its calls are meant to assist the Mananangal and confuse victims. It's got a little helper. I mean, it's friendly with animals, apparently. Maybe it's not all bad. Well, it's friendly with animals, but it's also being destroyed by an animal, so I don't know. It's a You know, like with everything, it's not black and white. No, this is true. Uh, the Mananangal will fly to the house of a victim, land on the roof and enter. To keep a Mananangal away from your home, you can leave a pot of uncooked rice, ash or salt around the vicinity. And if they spot any of those items on the roof, they may decide not to enter. May. Mm, These probably. guys know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm going to find a price. Yeah, yeah go exactly. find a soft target. I mean, I'd want more than a May and keeping one of these out. Well, it's better than nothing, though, isn't it? Well, true, Half yeah. a prayer is better than no prayer at all. The Mananangal have wide eyes and wild hair. Its teeth have the ability to sprout into fangs and its fingers can change into long, sharp claws. Ooh. Although the myth that the Mananangal is popular in the Philippines, similar folklore creatures can be found in Indonesia and Malaysia. Nice. Yeah, I've heard this in the context of Malaysia as well, actually. Have you? Hmm. So, and the concept of the Mananangal appears in several films around the world, such as Mananangal, which was the first Filipino horror movie ever made. I mean, it's a good, because it's got a good visual, you've got a good aesthetic, do you know what I mean? Like, a, it's yeah. tricky to replicate with special effects, but... Um, Put some, like, washing machine hoses down the bottom covered in ketchup, no problem. You're overthinking like it, Neil. Sausages or something. Yeah. yeah, some sausages. That's what they did in one of those low-budget movies. Yeah. So uh, now we are moving on to an alleged sighting from February this year. Oh, nice. And it's from Ancient Origins website. What channel, then? It's adjacent. Yeah. Um, so Probably the parent company. Well, this was the one where they had the really, really expensive tours. <laughs> nice. So, um, February 2023, uh, Sahir. Alleged sightings of the mythical Mananangal in the Philippines causes public anxiety. <laughs> How are the public coping? Why am I suspicious thinking this is going to be somebody trying to get away with something? No, it wasn't me. It was Mananangal. <laughs> So, police in the I Philippines... steal that car and ram raid the shop. <laughs> it's a man and angle. Trying to escape from a man and angle. Yeah, they love, they love strong cider. Yeah. 
Police in the Philippines are working to ease the fears of the residents in a city where reports of the fearsome creature have been circulating. The strange incident began last Thursday evening in the community of Talisay, where two girls reported seeing the bizarre creature perched on a house. Ooh. According to witnesses, salt. Mm-hmm. the creature had bat-like wings and was able to detach the body at its torso, which is the characteristic features in the mythical creature known as the Mananangal in Philippine folklore. The girls were shaken by the encounter and reported the sighting to police. I mean, do you wonder if... Um, like They're making it up? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, first, that would be my first conclusion. <laughs> but I, I wonder, because, I don't know, I mean, if you saw just like a bat flying around, I mean, would a bat land Bats on... Bats are small, from... though, aren't they? Yeah, they're too, yeah, too small, I guess. It depends. Like, you know, like, so fruit bats are massive. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if they have fruit bats in the Philippines. I'm not they're sure. In, I'm not sure what's they're in Australia. Where. But yeah. also, they don't they they hang upside down. They don't sort of tend to. Yeah, sit I was say, they wouldn't be perched on roof, would they? But then, if you saw like I don't or some flying thing, I don't know. You might mistake it for a. Could have been someone shaking out the duvet on top of a yeah. roof, couldn't it? Could have been a local serial killer and his collection on his roof. Yeah, exactly. Attached a drone to it and flew it around for exactly like it doesn't yeah. have any number of reasons. It doesn't have to be something bad, Neil. It could be something oh, nice and something completely normal. Com- <laughs> oh no, it's got to be a man and angle. Oh, it's got to be a man and angle. It can't just be a local serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Come it's on, his collection. Come on, it's not all bad. Um, so spreading like wildfire, a sighting not to behold. Ooh. <laughs> The, the news of the sightings quickly spread, and soon the entire community was abuzz with talk of the Manananggal. I feel like I've said Manananggal too many times today. This will be the most I ever say in my life. Yeah, um, yeah I, think, I think that's probably a safe bet. That's all right, isn't it? Uh, several days after, and then I get a call from, like, History 2, and they want me to do a documentary <laughs> on the Manananggal. I've got the right um, audio book of... <laughs> Well, you were, the, you were the only guy who, who could say it consistently. <laughs> uh, several days after the initial sightings, reports emerged of another creature seen in a nearby town. The creature was described as having a human body and head, oh, sorry, a human body, but a head that resembled that of a pig. Now, that's a twist. Yeah. The rep- well, bats' faces do look a bit pig-like, don't they? Because they've got snats. Well, yeah, that's true. The report... Maybe it's a you know a man and angle pig man hybrid. Oh, could you? That's just perfect, isn't it? Yeah, that's lovely. That's um, a four quadrant horror. So the reports have added to the fears and concerns of the community. Local authorities have began to take the matter seriously. Reports coast to coast. In an effort to calm residents, the authorities held a press conference to address the issue. Okay, I've got. A... I'd like to see it. A translation of this press conference. They've promised to investigate the reports and urge residents to report any unusual sightings or incidents to the police. They've also advised residents to refrain from sharing rumours and hearsay about the Mananangal, as it could cause unnecessary panic and fear. It's like Madagascar of Mattoon all over again, isn't it? Absolutely. Meanwhile, two witnesses who reported the sighting of the Mananangal 
are said to be receiving counselling to help them deal with the trauma of the encounter. It's good, oh. isn't it? It's good that mental health has kind of pushed up, you know, rather well, than... Imaginary creatures give you all sorts of PTSD. Absolutely. Uh, local authorities have assured residents that they are taking the matter seriously and they're doing everything that they can to ensure the safety and well-being of the community. Despite this, rumours of the Mananangal continue to circulate and many residents are still on edge, fearful of encountering the creature in the dead of night. So nobody's actually captured a picture or anything like that, though, but they, but they have, we've got, got two eyewitnesses and a scared town, basically. Oh, there you go. Quite so, compelling. Uh, so, um... In ancient, so who is the man and girl? It goes through a load of stuff. We've already, done. Stuff we've already covered. I ain't yeah. going to do that. No, we've, we've so. Done. But it says in ancient Philippine culture, women held important positions as shaman and priestesses, healers, midwives, and mediums, and had some degree of sexual freedom. Mm. <laughs> a seminal work by Kathleen Nadal titled Aswang and Other Kinds of Witches, a Comparative Analysis, examines the roots of the Aswang folklore. Aswang, of course, being ghosts and goblins and stuff. Yeah, that yeah. this is one of. Yeah. The real fear of Europeans may have been based on the fear of uncontrollable women. In yeah. contrast... Come in and fuck it up. Yeah, the fear in regional Southeast Asia may have been something or someone who may represent danger to their children. Yeah, An example sense. of the chilling effects of the Mananangal has on a local population was witnessed in the 1992 elections. That's how major guy in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Tondo district of Manila was consumed with rumours of a Mananangal terrorising the area, as reported in the Association Press. The Chicago, Chicago Tribune mentioned that many local women suffered miscarriages during this time and attributed them to the Mananangal. In my village, no pregnant woman goes out after dark, uh, Elvira Militante told the Chicago Tribune. So, like you said, Neil, like you mm. very cleverly said. And so I'm going to go through uh, now some appearances and film on other media. Nice. So, um, Manangal, 1927, uh, was oh. the first ever Filipino horror movie. That was the movie. horror movie, was it? That was the, yeah. it was the very early one generally, isn't it, I think? Yep, yeah, silent film, uh, portraying the Manangal in its current form, having the upper torso detached. Not mm. much is known of the film's plot. Presumably <laughs> it's been lost, yeah. Manangal versus Mankukulkuram. Lamb, sorry. In 1960, uh, horror comedy. That's nice. Uh, another film in six. So there's lots of films. I'm just going yeah. to say that. I don't need to list them all, but yeah. Uh, now let's have a look through. So there's. So yeah, I mean, there's tens of films in the Philippines about them. I mean, uh, it's a unique kind of vibe, isn't it? So yeah, why not? Yeah, and there's been documentaries about Manangang, but uh, Aswang folklore and its effects on Philippine society. Um, sort of more generally, there's been some bits on that. Ooh, 
a novel tie-in to the TV series Supernatural called Fresh Meat in 2013. Oh, there you go. Featured them battling an Aswang in the Sierra Nevada mountains during a blizzard. That's, that's good. Um, yeah, Some I mean... Like lucrative Philippine market. I mean, there's loads and loads and loads, basically. Yeah, no, I was like... I, I have, you know, as I said at the start, even I'd heard about this, I think they've permeated the uh, the culture to an extent. Obviously, it's very, sounds like largely a Malay-Filipino thing, but um, it's spread around a little bit. So I think uh, at this point, Neil, I think we should go through the scoring system, if that's okay with you. I'm, I'm down with that. It's cool. very interesting little... Uh, yeah, I think we've story. kind of got, I think we've got a grip on it. Like a man and angle, we've sucked the marrow out of this corpse. We've <laughs> sucked the blood out of this fetus. Yeah. Um, so, Neil, spookiness. Better, to be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can see this me quite... Sp- I mean, firstly, there's the whole detaching its own torso and carrying around its entrails and stuff. Mm. I mean, and then, like, being, like, half a bat. That's, I mean, that, that, would, that would be, you wouldn't want to see that down a dark alleyway, would you? So, yeah, I think it's quite spooky. And then, of course, there's, it's kind of like... It seems to be targeting either vulnerable or sort of, you know, dejected people. So I think you said there was some, like, you know, people have been jilted, jilted at the altar yeah. or, you know, um, somebody's pregnant, pregnant um, or what have you. So, yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, it's obviously preying on those kind of fears and things. Yeah, I think there is a there is a, a good good level of spookiness to it. Um, oh, God, first I get jilted at the altar. Now I've got a melanin gal sucking my organs. Bloody oh. hell. You couldn't write it. Oh. More praying. Um Yeah, no, it would yeah, it would be would be really spooky. So um yeah, I think it's gonna be an, an eight for me. I think it's pretty high up. Horrific looking, horrific acting, targeting yeah. vulnerables. Yeah. I yeah. So yeah, I think it's so the so yeah, I agree with what you said, and it's one of those ones where the kind of legend is also based around sort of normal human um, sort of concerns, you know, like, you know, that's with all good real fears. things. There's some, yeah, there's some, something there that's, yeah. Um, so the only thing which brings it down a point for me is the fact that it, it could well be being, um, or being controlled by a chicken or something. <laughs> could be, could, That's an absurd image, be, in fairness. Could be being um, sort of kept alive slash eaten by a tiny little chick, <laughs> black chicken. So that brings it down a little bit for me because, you know, maybe, you know, like... The, you've, not, you've not seen something into that chick's black, black heart. Well, then, but, then the, but, then the, but then the chick would get the spookiness, not the man. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to give it a seven. Um, believability. So, I mean, if you look online, there are pictures and stuff apparently of it, but you know, sort of over a field and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. It, you know, it's so. But if we're going with believability, as into people believing it, they a hundred percent do still like certain people do still believe in it. Right, it's it's one of those. It's not like, can't you remember that from the past? It's like people yeah, yeah. actually. It suggested by the fact that there are police reports and people panicking like earlier, early this year, like four or five months ago. So it is well believed 
in the Philippines and possibly in Malaysia and Indonesia. Um, do I believe in it? Probably not. Um, you know, but um, controversial stance, Chris. It is controversial, but I'm not. I'm not scared of that, Neil. I, I have to, I have to tell We've my got truth. Got that listenership in there. We have got some listeners from the Philippines, but uh, yeah, got to get those numbers out. Um. So I am going to give it an eight for believability because I think it is uh, believed, but um, I think it's a bit fantastical for me to buy into completely. Yeah, no, so believably, yeah. So I, obviously I don't believe that it's a real thing just because it doesn't really make any sense. Um, although I'd quite like to see someone else again our numbers up. Maybe you can go and see one. Maybe go and do like a version of Pop Idol or something. I'm sure Simon Cowell's probably gone to every everywhere on the in the in the galaxy with that nonsense so i'm sure there's a filipino version somewhere um what, what, and do what do a version what i don't know what, what are you suggesting come out and sing a lovely song i think it needs to read well, man and an girl yeah oh okay you know you're, you're suggesting that pop idol is the way that it reveals itself it, but then it should yeah it should come out and then do it but then it lovely, sings the greatest love song, by whitney yeah. houston yeah. and then everyone goes well, like, well, love you and they're like yeah look at the pipes the pipes are, yeah. Wonderful. You haven't even got lungs, but they're... <laughs> the... well, they seem to be sort of half empty. But uh... it'd be really good if it did like um, if it did like a duet, and the little black chick came out, and it had like a really deep, soulful voice. Yeah, like Barry White. <laughs> yeah, like Barry White. <laughs> well, you validated that image now because I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, yeah, it's okay. That's what I'm here for. Um, sorry, believe me. I'll always, I'll always protect you, my bumbling son. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm the bumbling son. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, no, but as you say, I think, I mean, I suspect, like, you know, if you're, if you're working in an office in Manila or something, you're probably not. Uh, I think it's probably more in kind of like rural, uh, um, rural areas where, you know, there's perhaps more of a, um, you know, as, as we're anywhere else. There's more, more of a um, sort of connection to the old, the yeah. old ways, the old ways, and all that kind of thing. Yeah, you know. So, um, but yeah, no, but but yeah, no. It's, the fact that it's still carried around, the fact that there's still people sort of like you know, police reports going up to the modern day. Clearly, it's it's quite a strong one. So, I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. So, narrative slash premise, Neil. Well, loads of movies have been made out of it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the classic vampire thing, but it's actually got. You know, it seems to be focusing on different things. And then you, that's before you even start getting into the fact that it could be being... I mean, I don't get the whole chick inside it controlling it thing, but that's... I mean, hey, yeah, that's a twist, isn't it? That's season, the best bit. Season three, really. That really went wild. It's like... Um, it's very much like in uh, Star Trek with the trill, where they have, oh, like, yeah, yeah. That, that maggot thing that they pass from... And that that kind of has the memories of former hosts and stuff, and it maybe the chicks like that. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> so I'm vaguely familiar with that reference. So yeah, it's. Um, no, I think there's quite a lot here to work for. You've got your classic vampire kind of mythology, but it's it's a it's a really interesting flavour on that. So um, yeah, I'm going to give it. A, I'm going to give it another seven here. I think it's quite a lot to work with. Yeah, and I think as well. I mean, it's like that. You know, when the Spanish kind of first got. To the Philippines and stuff in the 15th century, this is already well, yeah, it's already kind of well um, established thing. So I mean, it's grown up completely 
separately from sort of the vampire myths everywhere oh, yeah. else. Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't tie it into the kind of um, the, the yeah. European it's just like, yeah, it's, it's kind just, of yeah, thing. It's, you know, a similar kind of, um, but but independent, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's a good, it's a good villain. It's a good heel. Yeah. Um, it's a good monster. Um, but a difficult romantic lead, Chris. Well, I don't know. It's it can turn for... into a beautiful lead. That's true, yeah. So. Only by night. Only by night. Um, after a few pints. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. It's decent. I mean, there isn't, there isn't really an origin story or anything for it. Do you know what I mean? There isn't that kind of background. But, but monsters don't necessarily need that. And that also gives you a bit of space to play with. Um, so it's it's got good bones. So yeah, I'll give it a seven as well. And Reach. So um, you know about it, Neil. I didn't know about it beforehand. I don't. It's not, it's not a global one, but it's very big in that area of Asia, and it's got a, it's got a reach through time. Like it's one of those where who knows how long, you know? It's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Could be thousands of years that they've kind of had this creep, you know, who the knows? stories about it. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so, yeah, and there's loads about it on the internet as well. So, I mean, I'm going to give it, I'm giving it an eight for regional. Just slightly lower for me because I don't know how, I mean, yeah, no, but not, not, not you know, yeah, pretty similar premise to be honest with you. So, I think it's mostly well known in the Philippines, but I think because it's so quirky. It's kind of been, you know, been found out about elsewhere through sort of like mm. um, B movies and things like that. Um, and I think it's kind of like spread around a little bit more. And as you say, it has been around for whoever knows how long a period of time. Forever. Because it's more localised, really, I'm going to give it a seven. Still pretty, seven. pretty good. Well, Neil, that is a very high score in Indeed. 59. It's pretty big. There you go. So uh, if you are a Manangal, Last time I'm saying that ever, hopefully. Um, do get in touch at podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we would encourage you to give us a comment or um, a, a good score rating or something because uh, that'd be nice for us because, you know, everyone likes a little pat on the head now. And uh, I know you, well, if won't. you want more Filipino urban myths. You could listen to our My Way episode. I believe that was um, that was at least partially in the Philippines, wasn't it? If I recall correctly, it was. And there will be more to come because the Aswang phenomenon is mm. going nowhere. Neil, if anything, it's 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 taken over. It's taken like, over like K-pop. It's really um, making me think of Aswad, though. I'm yeah, shine, shine, shine like a star. <laughs> I did that one as well. Good bad. Those are the two songs, what they did. Those were the two songs. Um, yeah, so uh, that's it for this week of Urban Legends. And dun, dun, dun. hopefully you have a good week oh. and keep safe. And uh, remember, always to keep a healthy stock of salt and garlic, just in case. Well, you know, worst case scenario, you're going to have a tasty dinner. Mm, lovely. Salt and Best garlic. case, you're going to ward off some as, as word. There. <laughs> like, that's where they come. That's fine. You let let them in, and that's fine. Do turn around, yeah. wipe away their tears, invite them in, 
Exactly. And Thank vitamin, lovely, lovely, lovely put cream. the salt and garlic onto the top of a roast chicken mm. in the oven. Let's all have a, a delicious filling meal. 180 for about, depending on the weight of the chicken. Read the instructions on the label, but I would say probably might around. Use a meat thermometer, check the internal temperature when it's done. But you'll put, you know, around the guidelines. Round an yeah. hour, you'll probably be all right. But just remember, um, use a sharp knife and check uh, those juices are clear. Pierce it, you know. check the juices are clear. You'll probably be all right. And, you know, Aswad and you can have a nice chicken dinner together. And isn't that really what we all want? Indeed. Um, okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. 